0: podcast each week we hear stories from the food lovers misfits and wanderers that make this community one of the best places to eat and drink to support us please visit www.patreon.com slash heard the podcast well ryan
1: we're back we're back we're back at it. we're
0: back it's good to see
1: you it's always good to see you yeah. always makes always makes my week when we get to record mm-hmm. that's for sure Mm-hmm.
0: I'm so excited about the person that you brought today.
1: Oh, Danielle! Hi. Danielle, thank you, thank because you now
0: I that. get to geek out. Yeah. Well, she,
1: there's always, there's always usually uh, every other week. There's a Sarah, fangirl geek out. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, without fail, without fail. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Danielle, do you know? Shoot the same question I usually shoot right off the bat to uh, to break the ice with everything was how did you you know, first get into the service industry?
2: Well, so I grew up uh, cooking at my grandmother's house for most of my childhood. Um, My first actual, like, I guess you wouldn't call it a restaurant, fast food place was Dairy Queen in Durand, a small Uh little town, Uh (laughs) just not far from here. I kind of moved my passion on after four years there, and I started working at Club 10, another restaurant in Duran that they actually just reopened now oh, under new owners, so cool. that's really cool Actually, for someone
1: just brought that up uh, two, two days ago to me, they brought up. Club 10 and yeah. said, they're like, man, I haven't heard, heard that name in a long Yeah, time, they man. redid
2: the bowling alley and everything in it and stuff. So, awesome. But cool. uh, that's where I started in the front of house there, actually, which is really crazy for me because that's I'm not a... <laughs> very crazy to think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, my manager was actually one of my mom's best friends, so uh, I had an incident with a customer in the front of the house one day, where I yelled at her, mm-hmm. and uh, my manager came up to me and she's like, "You know what? We have a great spot for you back here in the <laughs> yeah, kitchen, <laughs>
1: yeah. back where, no one, can back where, where no
2: one can hear you say the mean things that you want to say." <laughs> so I kind of started there, and uh, I guess it just kind of progressed. Like I've always had a passion for it; I've loved it. It's just
1: what type of what type of food was it?
2: Um, it was just like the normal fast ca- casual stuff like they did steaks, but they had burgers and they did wrap sandwiches They had like, you know, the normal fish fry like they're basically a supper club. Oh okay. um, They got a bowling alley in there. So lots of people come That's for that awesome. like That's a lot, neat. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of bowling alley appetizers things like that So I just kind of started off like that and then it was right after I graduated from high school like okay. Three months after I graduated high school. I went to the art Institute culinary school in downtown Minneapolis. And that's kind of where it kind of just took off for me. Yeah. I, loved, I loved culinary school, like everything about it, the chefs were great. Like I would go back in a heartbeat, like anybody that tells me like, it's a waste of your time, it's 100% it, not. not. It's well, not like paying for other schools well, well,
1: and proof is in the pudding, because here you are, you yeah. Know? Yeah, clearly well, not a waste yeah, of
0: time. But hold on, <laughs> I got some questions, Yeah, uh, really just one. Uh, after culinary school, uh, I know that you have you have left the area. Yes. And I know that you have cooked with and under and for um, a lot of of people that like things that like instances where we were looking at the same cookbook and then somebody <laughs> and I forget somebody was like, oh, did you know she cooked there? So, can you tell yeah. us your experiences? After Yeah,
2: so uh, right after culinary school, I moved back to my hometown, Durand, or whatever, and I was kind of looking for a place to really settle in, and someone had mentioned the informalist that had just opened up here in Eau Claire, and uh, so I, basically, it was like a few weeks after I graduated, I applied because they said something, and um, I got a call back from Amy Howe. She's been mentioned on here before. Shout out to Amy. Yeah, she was was the sous chef at the time, and uh, we did an interview together, and it was basically like yep you're in let's do this um after a little bit I was there for like a year before Amy became head chef um but it kind of like took off for me after she became head chef I she moved me up into some supervisor positions and she like we really worked well together and we really had the same goals um and then she sent me on a couple stages
1: yeah um, she did yeah. where'd you
2: go so my first stage my first stage was down in uh, Madison at a uh, place called Le Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really great experience. Um, male run, so that was a little different for me, yeah, yeah. that it was very, they were very in their ways and very, mm-hmm. oh, like, classic old school chefs there. Um, that was, that was great. I mean, Madison isn't, like, my favorite spot. It was extremely cold. It was Sorry. the middle of February. Oh, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, after that, a year after that, um, so Amy Howe actually did her internship at, Stone uh, Blue Hill at Stone Barns in Terrytown, New York. Yep. Um That's run by Chef Dan Barber. Yeah. So Just she that guy. She kind of picked a few of us out of the restaurant, and she had messaged the the hire that was still there, and she basically got us in a couple of us to do a stage there for a week. And let me tell you, <laughs> it was probably the best and hardest week of yeah. my whole entire life. Because if anybody, I don't know if you know a whole lot about Blue Hill. Sarah probably does, but they have their own farm and their own animals. They get all of their stuff from all of their self-sustaining, all of the stuff from the the Dan Barber farms, like everything. Um, so we had to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, go do our cultivating, our picking, and then get into the restaurant at like 8 in the morning. Yeah. And we left at like midnight, 1 very, o'clock very in the morning. Regimented. Yeah, Very regimented. Yep. Um, very strict, but it was... It was amazing. Like it was so tough, but it was so happy. So is a, (laughs) you know,
1: forgive me for not knowing, and I assume this is what it is. Is a is a stodge just pretty much uh, like a like a like a short almost internship. Yeah, kind
2: of. So the uh, informalist Amy they paid for my whole entire trip, my my stay, my my plane rides, everything there, and then I worked for free.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Kind of like a sh- like well shadowing, but not shadowing yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah.
2: Basically. So there they have they have their stages, and then they have their externs and their interns. So they do like a like a, oh, they wow. really want to see if you're going to be the right fit for that place because yeah. it is so intense. Like Sundays are the only times we get off, and the bars like stayed open for them mm-hmm. like until like six in the morning, so that yeah. when we got done at one Sunday was the only time and yeah. that we, they could go out and drink and, like, do their thing every single day. It's, like, 12 hours, yeah. 17 hours a day working.
0: It is a... It's one of those things where you look at... Uh, like, when you when you sit down and you think of if there's anything in life that you can do, and then you think you have this idea, and you're like, wow, that's got to be hard. But then you look at somebody like Dan Barber who did it. Yeah, He had a concept, and he did it, and he did it successfully. Um, and you think, well, if that person can do it I can do it. Um, but he took this dream of his and took it to the level where um, he will, the farmers that work for him and the, the, the breeders that work for him, that that work with the livestock and the, and the protein that they do, um, and even down to the vegetables that they grow, um, they will know that they want a dish with an egg on it and they want the yolk to be a certain color. Yep. Specifically for that dish, so they know what to feed their chickens to get a certain amount of eggs of a yolk color that they that they know, and and they know how to. Um, it, it's such a like a holistic way and a natural way to um, things like like veal and and beef and chicken to to create the chicken that you want to serve, and so they work on how they feed things and, and how they grow things to make, how do we get radishes to taste more like this? Or, hey, I'd really like to do asparagus, but I want it to be sweeter. And, and they have it down to such a science on that yeah, farm. A that mix
1: between art and science. Right there. Yeah. yeah
0: wildly creative. Yeah, and like they had, Dan, Dan had created
2: his own type of corn yeah. out what? of there. He <laughs> makes his polenta, which that was like one of the first things yeah. the chef departe brought me up and he was like, have you ever had this polenta before? Because it in, it's in Dan Barber's book. About it, about his corn that he had basically came up and made himself, and yeah. this polenta was like the the most mind blowing thing that I had ever eaten in my whole entire. So a life. couple
1: hundred like, years ago, he would have been called a witch. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, he is one of the like the nicest like caring chefs that I had ever met. Like at the end of the night, he would come around and give every single chef a handshake at the end of the night and said, "I'm happy you're here." Yeah. Basically. You yeah. know?
1: Which is and the way to do it. it yeah. co- and clearly it made, you know, it, it speaks enough for him too that it made that big of an impact on you, you know.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, that it's just wild. It's you know, and then and to know um, somebody that has that kind of success and somebody that has that amount of pressure. Um, because also, you know, when you when you eat there, obviously this isn't a this isn't a cheap, quick meal. Yeah. Um, you know, you go for an experience. Um, we've talked about how much both of us want to go over to Chicago and eat at Alinea and, and that's an experience. You know, that's the kind of thing where you're like, "All right, when I have four hundred dollars, uh, to to and then and also six hours, I'm yeah. like that is bucket list." And so it's kind of one of those places. And I think from a like a business standpoint, I think about how much pressure and how many different parts play in when you're when you're operating at that level right. and with that many people and doing things that precise and to to also hear that he is humble and appreciative and kind it just again it's one of those things where you're like again i can do better at business and you can be a better i can be a better person i can be and so it's things like that like the the people that have come to work here and the people that i've met in just the seven months that that we've been in the conception of this podcast um, it's so cool to see other people do so well in an industry that's so so hard
1: yeah 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 you're not lying there and uh, i mean not to not, not to not to veer from the conversation but you brought up chicago i'm actually going back For a visit, for like a mini vacation in September for a birthday present to myself type of thing. But I have been (laughs) daydreaming about food and music for the last like two months since I planned it. And there's a restaurant there called Fidel, which is um, phenomenal. And they hire, it's Irish fare, but it's, the the owners, um, you know, they only hire People who are on work visas. So they only bring family from like their county in Ireland. And oh, it cool. is, yeah, and it is, I mean, you're paying for it, but it's not crazy priced, but it is probably one of the best restaurants downtown off the Grand Red Line stop. Mm-hmm. And I used to go there probably, I spent a lot of my money there. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> one, really once or twice a month, I'd, I'd be like, my roommate Derek, we'd all be off from work, and I'd be like, I go downtown and we'll get some drinks. He's like, "You just want to go to Fado, don't you?" Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Best shepherd's yeah. pie I've ever had in my life. Oh my bad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've been daydreaming that, and I also need to go get me a Chicago dog.
0: Yeah, you do. An yeah. actual
1: one. Do- doesn't matter how many people try and pull that concept. I mean, around here, it's just never going to be the same as some of those spots. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah.
0: Then you have the. F- you also have that feeling. Yeah. There's, you know, there's eating it, and then there's also eating it in the city. Well,
1: you're going to like the like like Vienna sausage. You go there, you know, they uh, they're open late night. it has been the same tiny. It's literally probably half the the whole place is half, like half the size of here, mm-hmm. you know, at Cranky, and it's you know old dirty tile. They have the, uh, <laughs> like their menu is, you know still has the tic tac letters. Um, and they actually don't allow you to uh, if you order a chicago dog or any hot dog there and you want to put condiments on it they make you sit outside like and cuz everybody judges the shit out of you cuz they're, they're like <laughs> well, they're oh, created if you're gonna, a certain
0: way and they're, they're like if you're going yeah. to eat,
1: eat one of these red hots like you better not ruin it cuz everyone's going to judge the shit out of you <laughs> yeah it's yeah. uh,
0: there is something different i i pbr on tap to me, tastes different outside of Wrigley Field. Yep. Uh, either before or after a game, than it does. Than it does anywhere. Else. I, it, I'm telling you, things. It, it's a mind game.
1: Yep. We but. used to do, uh, speaking of PBR. At it, out it, uh, to Harrigans, where I worked um, in Chicago, and they had. Uh, the, we were part of a well, like a not a pub crawl, but like a like a beer crawl. And so, since we were in, like authentically Irish bar you know we had, that was all our taps I think we had 12 or 13 taps um, and and it was funny because they would do flights and she would explain you know the, the lady who who was their guide was wonderful but she would explain you know every beer and whatnot we put them in these tiny little uh, Guinness glasses and the last beer she would make me pour under the table and, uh, and then you'd have all, like this this group of like 15, you know, she'd be like, well, what do you think about it? And it was PBR out of a can, <laughs> <laughs> And she would tell the story about um, the, the reason why it's perhaps Blue Ribbon, true to Chicago form, is because they entered it in a, uh, they entered it in a show and in a contest when it first came out. And they won the Blue Ribbon, but they found out that they paid the judges so they didn't actually win. It was never, like, when it says, you know, one so-and-so in whatever year on the front, they just, they patented the blue ribbon with that saying before they took the blue ribbon away. So, yes, yeah, so they t- technically never, wow. never won that blue ribbon that's on there with the saying. They just patented the, the logo and the rest of it, and then they got all their credentials taken away. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we always ask... Um, our chefs that come on, what what do you love to cook the most?
1: Ooh, yeah, that's good.
2: good So, you, so I, that question would have been different before I started culinary school. <laughs> um, so I used to love cooking Italian food, which every chef would tell you that they <laughs> love cooking Italian food, <laughs> right? Um, after culinary school, I actually met my chef, Becker. She had traveled around um, Asia and Korea and things like that. So kind of after that, I had like a niche and like an obsession with Korean food, Korean food, Korean hot pots, Korean grills, like even just like the like the culture and how they eat their food and how they prepare it and how it's like most of it's like open on the street and all of these things have just been like. An obsession in my mind, sense. So I would probably say Korean food. It's so good it's, yep. yeah. yeah, And yeah. there is a whole lot of people that like to do it around here. Like not actual, like in the authentic. traditional yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, with Korean food, it's um, it's pretty crazy on the on the culture side. Um, that you you know, it's uh, it's a mix of like a lot of people are like ah oh, street food. Yeah. Well, technically, yeah. but but the amount like the ridiculous amount of like they've been doing it this way for however long, um, and the quality of food where you would assume it's like, oh, no, they're not a, like, I would pay through the, no, I would yeah. give them my whole wallet, yeah. <laughs> to sit on the curb in front of a cart at, you know, 11 o'clock at night and, you know, just eat with my hands, and, you know, and a lot of people go, yeah, okay, well, you if you go to a place in, in the States, a lot of the time, like, any big city, you think of a vendor, some guy just pushing a cart around, yeah, and you know, selling selling you a, you know, cheap hot dog or something. But there, that's like, that's where you're gonna find all the best, best. Exactly, food.
2: and people don't realize that it is entertainment. Like if a lot of these chefs that do like things like that, they're like. Very entertaining, they got like big equipment that's like yep. a yeah. hundred years old, you know what I mean? And like all these things, so yeah, I don't know. And, a,
1: and I feel like a lot of that too is uh, not only are they providing for their family, but the you know, their family's been doing that same thing. It's not like a last ditch effort, I need to make some money, yeah, it's uh, no, my dad did this and he handed it down to, to me, and vice versa. Yeah, I use my mom's recipes type of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, when I think about food it's always the culture behind it too and like where it came from and all of those things. Like I just it's not just about the food, it's about everything and where it came from and that's like one of the biggest things that I took out of my my non lab classes yeah. from culinary school, which I hated. Because yeah. who wants to sit in a room when you could be cooking food? You're right. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But just like the history and all of, like the history of all of the cultures are what really gets you into the food more and really makes you feel what they were feeling and why it is the way that it is now and all of those things and why it is important for us to keep the traditions mm-hmm. of these cultures and being like authentic Food is the way so, that it is.
1: Yeah, food is so close to, and uh, I didn't really think about it till just now, It's it's so close to... Like listening to music when you have, uh, you you know, when someone asks you like, what's your favorite food, I go, well, what season, what day, what mood? Yeah, exactly. Where where I'm I'm like, and I go, same with, same with music. If it's a, if it's a rainy day, you you know, maybe I want to listen to some, like, like, if I'm cooking at home or something, you know, and it's, you know, a a rainy, dreary day out. I'm always going to be playing either old big band music or Chicago blues, Mm -hmm. and I'm probably going to want breakfast food or 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 or, you know like you you get in your head but if it's a you know if I go to a ball game uh that some of the best burgers I've ever had are on a tiny charcoal grill you know in a parking lot you know when you're sitting there it's all around it's all around the mood you know of where where your head's at because there are very few things I could eat all day every day I mean there are some but you know more, more often than not I could eat breakfast I prefer breakfast at night you know more than I do during the morning Give me runny eggs, bacon, and toast. Any any, any given day, I'm going to yeah. eat it. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's just and it's an experience too. Um, I, you know, growing up in in Hawaii, I we were I was exposed to a lot of Asian cuisine, and and it is still
1: and wings and wings and wings Hooters. and <laughs> wings <Hooters. laughs> and delicious wings.
0: Um, but you know, you it was the closest to eating in korea um that i think i will ever come to outside of of going to korea where i've never been but you sit down and you get about 10 different little little bowls of what is the most delicious everything like what is that i don't even know but i love it i don't know but i love it and they you know and it's and then someone's like, "Well, eat that, but eat that with rice." And you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's even better now." <laughs> and then afterwards, you're like, "Bring me the meat." And then they're yeah. like, "Wait, you have to cook it at the table." And you're like, "Okay."
1: Is there, is yeah. there uh, I'm trying to think of what. The, yeah, I'm trying to think of what the uh, what the dish is. And of course, uh, yeah, it's, it's so, well known that I I love me some Anthony Bourdain. Um, and that was the first time I saw it was on a No Reservations episode when he was sitting there and, and you literally everybody just gets to choose what they add to the pot type of thing, yeah. which is a different different style of, uh, like, family-style seating, where it's everybody, you know, ba- you know, adding in more of this, you know, hey, put in less of that type of thing, mm-hmm. and you all create the dish together. Mm-hmm. And it's in some tiny, dirty little, like, mm-hmm. you know, storefront. And, mm-hmm. and you know, but there's something about that, that, that experience and yeah. that that feeling of, uh, of creating something together even with people who you know may not may just like to eat but don't cook and then you could be sitting across from someone who does cook you know and come up with something that you all created for one another yeah yeah
0: and it's you know the the more that you are able to expose yourself to things and to be open to to other cultures and 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 other ways of eating the the more that you realize um, I wish that our country did a better job um, in terms of how we eat and what we eat and where we place our value. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love a fried cheese curd just as much as the next person. Um, yeah,
1: you better watch what you say. No, you're <laughs> you're stepping on know, cheese curd. I know. I, I I love them.
0: I they there there's a time and a place. I it's just one of those things where. Um, sometimes you want to go out to eat and you just want something you want something different and creative and and something the real food and and yeah.
1: um
0: you can still do that with a cheese curd because that the creation of the cheese curd in itself is a beautiful thing um but you know to, to run it some breading and deep fry it yeah and then and that be kind of the staple it's like you guys there's just so much there's so much more out there here, here, yeah yeah
1: you know, and i i Speaking of stepping lightly on the cheese curd thing, I never <laughs> order cheese curds anywhere other than the fair because the fair for me once again talking about just the atmosphere. I go fair cheese curds while I, like that's the that's the bar set for me.
0: That's the only place I drink lemonade.
1: Really? Yeah, they oh, yeah. do always have the be- best And lemonade. I drink
0: it by the gallon. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or the... Uh, or I by- will
0: lose a foot to die happy. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like,
1: oh, oh, oh. I, I a could, gallon, I could, please. I could die happy with the lemonade, some cheese curds, and those fried... The mini donuts.
0: Yep. Oh, the mini oh, donuts. Oh, But you watch it, squeeze the lemons, and then put, like, a whole... Truckload of sugar, and then they fill it with water, and then they're just like, "Here you go." And I'm like, "This is gallon number three. <laughs> the
1: one thing I always order and regret it because I order it for myself instead of like share, like having someone who wants to share it with me is a like, goddamn funnel cake. It's Just too oh, much. It's good. It's so but it, big. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there is that one group that does cheese curds at the fair, and I'll tell you what it 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 was my first fried cheese curd in the state of wisconsin um and uh they're in a they're in a small building and it's it. like the i don't it's not the knights of columbus it's not it's a it's an organization okay and it was the first deep fried cheese curd i had had and i somebody and i forget who i was with somebody in the group i was with said eat them here and, and eat them till you can because you'll, you can get them anywhere but they're not going to yeah. be as good as you get them here at the fair it, it. at this spot
1: yeah it's just a, yeah, so and, and there's and somebody
0: it. listening that's like
1: yelling yeah. out
0: the name of this group that does it every yeah, year yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it escapes yeah. me but I, I know where to find them
1: yep 100% yeah but, well uh, I ask you both you guys got any big uh any big summer plans i mean i know that's kind of a joke question considering we all work in the service industry so it's it's really no uh you know it's main mainly work
0: yeah Yeah. i know are you and tyler doing um any of like the competitions that pop up? We were
2: thinking about it, but that's after summer. I think the one at Hobbsies is September. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like they're, gonna they it. It. September. they're
1: gonna win it. I know they're gonna win it. We're coming for.
2: But uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we missed the last one at Center City Days, which we were kind of disappointed that about. Yeah, yeah well, but yeah, but well,
1: you guys weren't the only one either. Shout out to Jim Myers, but yeah, I know he put so much work into it, and then so many places. you know, he he goes, if I only have five teams, I'm not gonna do it, and uh, yeah. He spent he spent all that time going around and trying to sign people up, and I think there was like something like seven teams had to back out, you know, just yeah. just unfortunately yeah. the way it worked. Um, and it was his first year trying to do it, so that's more or less why, you know, people were, I don't think, ready for it, especially yeah. being in the beginning of the summer too. There was a lot of teams that have, you know, work at fairly busy, busy summer spots, so you're, you know. Just not—it doesn't always work out for those competitions. Hopsies yeah. usually always does though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've been going on. We're hoping for a while. to do it. We've been talking about it, but we've also been talking about a little sneak peek about the fall menu for here at oh, the yeah. Cranky
0: Buzzard ah. that we're gonna be coming out with yeah. after the summer. So mm-hmm. that'll be pretty cool. There cool. are lots of changes in the works um, here on both the bar side and the menu side. I—I uh, I will say, as a restaurant owner, um, the amount of trust. Um, that I have and the caliber of the staff in that kitchen um, is... It brings so much joy and I know that when we talked to Tyler, um, we kind of now hindsight laughed about like the highs and the lows and the and the tears and the laughter and the anger and the happy and, and all of the um, highs and lows but I really, really want you guys to know how much I value you and how much I know I, I am deeply aware of the level of talent that I have in this kitchen and I gotta tell you I don't I don't know that there's another restaurant owner out there that is as proud as I am oh, to thank you. get to you're say cry. <laughs> but to get to say like yeah I work with those people yeah I work with those people yep. yeah we where we're, we're, yep I work with those yeah, people where, yeah.
1: yeah yep where you're, you're yep. on the proud side being able to you know, without hesitation being like oh yeah yeah you know, yeah. I, you know brag you well I have people brag. that
0: will that will say oh yeah you know you have that guy that does the tacos at hilltop and I'm like yeah <laughs> yep I do, I do yep I know our, tacos our sweet, are our good, aren't they? Our <laughs> sweet,
1: <laughs> sweet Tyler. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're good. Yeah. But tacos. yeah, your passion for this business and for food doesn't just come from you know just yourself. It definitely comes from the people that you, you you meet and the people that helped you along the way. Like I've had so many people in my like sense of just being, you know, Claire that I've had with me and supported me and i've you know that that's where my passion is drive too it's like being able to like show them that everything that we did was worth it before and that everything that we're still doing now together is worth it and it will be worth it in the end
0: so yeah like i have a super strong desire i've never met amy um amy howard i oh she has my heart i miss her so much that is one person (laughs) in the world that if that if I ever have the pleasure of meeting Oh we'll bring her back. I I told Tyler I was like, we're paying for a plane ticket. Don't yeah. family. I mean, you're coming is, here. You're yeah. Coming yeah. That is yeah. a hand. Yeah. 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 Like that is a hand I would like to shake as somebody who weathered weathered this industry and and weathered it well and did it with grace. Yeah. And she and, was definitely like a mom to us. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. a mother chef. Like yeah. yeah. She there's always a lot had of, her backs. There's a lot
1: of those in this industry and uh, I know we're getting kind of towards the end of that the episode here but I told you I'm going to put you on the spot and yeah. since Tyler's sitting at the bar right now <laughs> I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Shane yeah. which was um, because him and Olivia work together you know as husband and wife and you know you, you and Ty both work in the kitchen together as a couple um, like what's that like on the on you know like are you guys able to leave it at the door or when you get, get yeah, home? Yeah most, most
2: of the time so when you see us bickering in the kitchen it comes from because we care because we have passion like a lot of people see it and be like wow he just said that to her or she just really did that or whatever but it definitely it comes from us trying to push each other and challenge each other every day and just being the best that we can for each other and for our careers and for ourselves and all of that so it does get really hard to separate the, the personal boyfriend girlfriend to working and being chefs together but we're doing our best, and it's it's definitely like a work in progress because this is the first time we've ever done it, really. Yep. Um, we worked on the food truck for a little bit together, but that was we were always on separate times too. So being here at the same time really, it gets hard, but it matters yep. to us a whole lot, and it matters that we keep pushing each other every day because.
1: Sometimes, yeah, like sometimes like the, you can't do it. On yeah, your own. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I like what you said there too, because that is uh, both being in the same business and both being passionate about what you do, and then being in the same, same space. The fact that you guys push each other—I mean, that's what I what the relationship's all about. Anyway, is you know, reminding each other, like, hey, you know, you need—I'm going to push you to grow. You push me to grow. We will meet in the middle. But I asked Shane that, and he goes. He goes, yeah, uh, most of the time, but also <laughs> because, well, because they're both—they're you know both on the management side. Yeah, it's hard yeah. when you have,
2: both have strong opinions. And oh you think yeah, this, uh, yeah. Everything's right to your way. Uh, but. Yeah,
1: they go. We better remind <laughs> each other. Be like, all right, I'm gonna go take a walk quick, and like we're done with this, because you end up with the same frustrations. And if you know if you really love what you do, like you said, you're gonna have your your opinion and then you just got a uh, you know the way you think it should be done so as long as you have the communication to there be should, like
2: there should always be a compromise you can always no you can a meet, in the, middle, in, there, meet yeah. in the middle yeah it's
1: just as long <laughs> uh, uh, yeah and jane was like yeah we just gotta remind each other that uh you know i i understand your side here's my side Let's find somewhere yeah. in the Let's middle. Let's find something that can solve yeah. this, yeah. so
2: we're not arguing about it later when we get home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what so. going out for beers is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Danielle, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, I thank you for having me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, glad we were able to get you in. Um,
2: yeah, you kind of cornered me on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, how we gotcha. do it. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But. Yep. Uh,
1: I know we're uh, we're at the end here, so we're going to wrap it up. But once again, yeah, you know, I, I love both you and Tyler, Sarah. Of course, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Um, but but <laughs> thank you so much for all that you do. And I can say, as a as a friend, I'm also very proud of you and everything that you've done here at Cranky. Thank
0: you. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> impressive. It continues to you you guys all continue to impress all of us in the front of the house um, every week. So thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank
1: so uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Here at Eau Hometown Media, we're proud to have as one of our longest-serving partners the fine folks with Stokes, Prock & Munt Funeral Chapel and the Cremation Society of Wisconsin. Randy tells me the goal he has for the Cremation Society of Wisconsin. Well, we want to keep growing, uh, and we are. It's, uh, our, our model is quite progressive compared to a lot of the others, uh, mainly because our cremation society is statewide and not just a local thing. You know, we go all over the state, all 72 counties.